Oh, good morning. Some of you are already here. Peace, Nayas. I think I see Barbara Cruz. Let me pull that back up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild girl, Ricochet. Peace, peace, peace. I see a couple people already popped up. Popped up, showed up. Yeah. As always, I will that everyone is um is everyone is rested. <clears throat> Number one, you know, that you had a, a peaceful slumber. Peace, Sister Kashia, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, that you had a peaceful slumber. I know you're the only one who cares, Sister Kashia. <laughs> Uh, Jai, you know, yeah, yeah, I think I greeted Baba Cruz, but uh, yeah, welcome to the day. I mean, of course, the day began, you know, yesterday evening, if we will, but um, yeah, we're coming into the new day, and uh, I'm sure that uh, Peace Max, in, um, I'm sure that uh, you've been having some experiences you know i've been getting a lot of great reports um people just been sharing things have been unfolding for them you know so it's good i'm glad that you chose to go for the ride and you're kind of seeing some of the effects of that so as i said yesterday some of you may may remember some of you may not because i i said it in passing as we were closing out yesterday peace mama shadow book greetings welcome to the day to to you to one of the things that I said yesterday is that um, you know I've been kind of keeping it light because today I wanted to touch upon something that may not feel so light um, depending on how you choose to receive it how you choose you know um, the majority of what our life is is how we is, is how we choose to respond to life you know so um Depending on how you choose to receive it will determine, you know, if it's a another light one for you or if it's a little heavier. Peace, YG Gutter. Good going into you. Good rise, you know. But, um... Yeah, I was about to get... I was about to go off on something else for a moment. So let me get right to it. So I wanted to um, build on mental illness a little bit with you all. And I know it, it may feel like a more, a, a darker or more gloomier kind of concept based upon, you know, or based around what it is, peace, Nikki, love, based around what we've been looking at and we've what we've been discussing, you know, all this time, you know, in terms of um, just commanding peace, brother, Vermont, you know, um, commanding our situations, you know, commanding what it is that we've been going through, but, you know, most of us, and I'm and I'm not saying that statistically, you know, I'm not saying as if that, you know, I have empirical proof on that. So when I'm saying most, I'm just speaking loosely. But most of us are suffering from one form or another of a mental illness. And um, sometimes it's difficult because there's embarrassment. You know what I mean? When you start talking about some of the issues that are going on with the mind. And... I have to say, you know, there's really nothing to be embarrassed, you know, when you're discussing mental illness and, you know, it may not be, um, Maxili, good rise, you know, it may not be you, it may be a parent or maybe a sibling or, or whatever, but, you know, it's definitely nothing to be ashamed of. Um, 
we all have something that we're dealing with. And I'm going to get into why peace, depression, mom. You know, um, like I said, a lot of times we look at mental illness and it's, there's, there's so many stigmas around it. But, you know, um, sometimes we people have rashes. Some, some people have hemorrhoids. Some people have bad backs. And, you know, they can't sit down for longer than 25 minutes. Peace, Rosalind. Some people have bad knees and bad ankles or, or bad feet and they can't stand up for longer than 20, 30, 30 minutes. You know, there's so many different things that we're we're dealing with as people and you may have an issue with your brain or you may have an issue with your body you know you may wear glasses you may have a hearing aid you know you may have a prosthetic leg there's so many different things but um this is just a part of what living and going through life is peace to plant og peace mama marva and what kind of redeeming our karma our karma may look like you know so like I said, it may it may feel a little heavy to some if you have a heavy stigma around uh, or if you feel stigmatized because of, uh, you know, maybe you were previously diagnosed with a mental illness or you're running from a diagnosis because you know that there's, there's a disorder, there's something going on internally that you need to address or have addressed, you know, um, peace information, peace, uh, Brother Quindy, peace, Baba Logan, you know, um, or like I said, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's a brother, a sister, a mother, a father. Um, and then sometimes there's a stigma because um, we're told things that, you know, these illnesses are hereditary, you know. So, you know, a lot of times even based on that, when you start feeling something within yourself, maybe not so quite right, you don't even want to get it checked out because you're like, man, I, I don't want to you know, I don't want to get that diagnosis that my father got, or I don't want to get that diagnosis that my mother got. I know something's wrong. You know, maybe my mother was bipolar schizophrenic and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, I'm, I'm exhibiting some symptoms and some signs of that Peace, Tanika, but I don't want to really get that confirmation. And of course, really deal with it. Ultimately, that's, that's what we're saying. I really don't want to deal with it. Right. So, um, like I said, a lot of times there's a lot of stigmas attached to that. And, um, I want to speak about really, really, you know, swiftly, hopefully swiftly the, um, kind of the origins, if you will, of, um, of, of what we would call a mental disordering or, or, or mental illnesses. You know, the first thing to understand, you know, like when you think about ancient times, you know, like really ancient times, you know, um, when people wanted to see themselves, they would look into a river, they would look into a lake, they would look into a bowl of, bowl of water, uh, peace Mimi, and this allowed them to view themselves, you know, and, and then later on, uh, people were able to, to use what we, what we know today as mirrors, you know, and to look at themselves. So they knew that if they looked into that mirror, and, you know, there was a grimace that they saw that they were grimacing. They knew that if they looked in that mirror and it was a smile that they saw, that they were smiling. You know, if it was a frown, they were frowning, so forth and so on, right? So there was an acknowledgement of that. What I see, peace, peace, Shakira, what I see reflected back at me is what I'm putting forward, right? Because I'm, I'm looking in the mirror, you know? So pretty simple, right? It's, it's nothing... Um, particularly complicated about that um so 
over the process of time, we began to develop not only on an individual level, but on a collective spiritual level, a, a deeper sense of this thing that we call the ego. Okay. And what the ego does is the ego <laughs> gets in between ourselves and the reflection. It starts to slowly build up this wall, right? So we'll look in the mirror and what we're looking is, is the drawing on the wall or the spray painting on the wall or the carving, whatever it is that the ego has created of, of this is what you are. And of course it's stone, it's, it's a carving, so it doesn't really change. It doesn't really, you know, evolve or anything like that. So we're not really seeing what's going on real time. You, you, you know what I mean? We might be seeing a carving from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when that wall was built up. So in that sense, the ego can be one of your <clears throat> your greatest adversaries, your greatest enemies, and really being able to see who you are, to see what you are. You know, like I said, if you could picture going to the river, but there's a, there's a big wall there, and you're looking towards where the river should be, but you're actually looking at a at a dusty old stone wall. Well, that's ego, right? So sometimes it, it becomes difficult for us to to acknowledge too, you know, that there's something going on with our mental because we have that wall of ego in the way that's kind of keeping us from seeing things, right? Real simple, not, nothing, nothing too complicated. You've heard me speak about uh, the ego many times before. So you know, that's that's I know that's not a that's not a heavy one for you, right? Um so this is what this is what happens. You know, we have a physical body, right? And um well, if you're listening, you probably do. And there are there are a set of um guidelines that we can utilize in order to maintain the top efficiency of the physical body. We recognize that what we put into the body is going to express itself in how the body functions and even how the body looks, right? So um, from, from a simple case, you know, a lot of times we start to deal with a, with the medical system, even on a physical level, even before we get to the mental, we deal with the medical system in the West that builds up a certain medical ego within the body, you know, um, or within the mind as it pertains to the body. So what that means is this, you know, let's say if I have a headache, um, the first thing that the medical system here tells me to do is to numb my nervous system. You know, there's this, it's like driving a car, you know, you got a red light going off saying that you're running out of oil or your battery is, is dying or your check engine light is on or, or your, you know, your tire pressure is low, you know, peace, Levette, Anderson, you know, you got these things going off, bing, 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 bing. And then you, you pop a pill or you pop a, a pill into the into the gas tank and then all of the dashboard just gets kind of blurry. You know, it just gets kind of numbed out. You know what I mean? And and that's where we get this this concept of even a lot of times of a, a lot of us are moving through life. Oh, good good looking, Shakira. I appreciate it. Good looking. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you so very much. Um, we get this concept where we're now moving through the world like zombies. You know, if you've ever worked in a facility or been around someone who is um, medicated or sedated, you know, this kind of a zombie-like thing that um, they end up having to suffer because they're constantly numbing those warning lights or, or, or numbing the, the nervous system. Because typically in, in, in the West, when we look at um, 
psychiatry a lot of times unfortunately there are some psych psychiatrists that typically only diagnose things from a biomedical perspective so they're not really looking at um the spirituality of a person peace them all they're not really looking at the mental state of a person you know there's there's a line between even though psychiatry is supposed to look at the phys the philosophical and even the metaphysical and the biological, you know, state of a person, a lot of times people are just focused on the, on the biomedical. So, hey, I'm feeling this way. Okay, well, let's let's try this prescription. Let's try this. Let's try these meds. Let's try. So I'm just going to give you some chemicals and, and we'll see how you do with that. Right. So that within itself starts to build what I'm calling a medical ego. Right. And that, um, well, I'm taking my pills. So the, if, if I'm taking a certain amount of pills, peace, Antonio, then that should be reflective of my mental state. So it's just like going to the river or going to the mirror and there being a wall in front of me. You can't really see what's going on because you've now built up this medical personality. I, I well, I, I talked to one of the best doctors in the state. You know, they they they're, they they have a long history of, of dealing with people who have this particular illness or that particular illness, right? As opposed to being able to look at the mirror, can you look at yourself? Do you have clear vision when it comes to just looking at yourself? No, right? Because we're kind of trained away from that. We're trained away from, from that kind of thinking. So the first thing to understand, like I said, when you're looking at a mirror, you recognize I'm looking at a reflection of myself. Well, the same thing goes when it comes to our physical condition. You know, um, the majority of the time, and I'm going to say 50% of the time, what it is that we're dealing with from a physical perspective has to do with something that we've done to our bodies, we individually, that we are accountable for doing to our bodies. You know, um, eating the wrong foods, um, taking in the wrong foods at the wrong time, you know, um, not living by any sort of dietary laws, not living by any sort of hygienic laws as it, as it pertains to food, as it pertains to our bodies, as it pertains to the way that we interact with other people, as it pertains to the way that we, that we sex, as it pertains to the way that we deal with the mystical elixirs that come from us. For, of course, for men, it would be semen. You know, semen creates chi. And for women, it would be blood. Menstruation creates chi. And a lot of times we violate the ways that we're we're having mystical experiences, we're having dietary experiences, we're having emotional experiences. We just go through the list. And sometimes it's very difficult to acknowledge that I did this. I did this to my body. You know, I made myself feel this way. I made myself look this way. Because again, we have these, we always have access to a medical ego. You go to the doctor and you say, hey, well, what's going on with me, doctor, for that? Well, you know, this is common in people your age. This is common in people in, in the African-American community. This is common in, in women around. Have you ever, does your family have a history of something? Well, you know, that's what happens. So, you, you know, that's just what it is. You know, you take some of these pills and, you you know, let me know how, how that works. And if that doesn't work well for you, peace, Tommy Alexander, then we'll, we'll, we'll change your prescription. So now I'm able to build this personality that blocks me from actually seeing my causations. How did I cause this, right? So, of course, we're just speaking about the, uh, yeah, you know, the alarms are going off. Of course, we're just speaking about the physical body. But again, like I said, please do not 
hold any type of shame when we're looking at because your brain is is physical <laughs> you know it's 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 a physical part of your body so you know if you're having issues with your brain like i said paranoia schizophrenic you know um peace abena um or it could be insecurity you know it could be doubt it could be certain phobias that that you're um <clears throat> that you're dealing with um it's no different than having a rash on your back it's no different than, than having, you know, restless leg syndrome or, you know, chaffed feet or, you know, obviously certain things represent a, a, a deeper or more intense extreme, you know, so I'm not trying to simplify the Dornan system in there. I'm not trying to simplify or discredit some of the extremes that we may go through from a physical perspective or from a, a mental perspective, spiritual or emotional, but nonetheless, they are all part of a causation. And sometimes they are part of a causation of things that we've done in this lifetime, which is hard for us to accept. A lot of times if I eat a certain way, there's going to be a certain effect on my body and my mind. So the food that I eat, not only, you know, that's why you've heard me say before, everything grows at the same time. You know, so you're not going to have an unhealthy body and a healthy spirit. It doesn't work that way. If your body is unhealthy, your spirit's unhealthy and your mind is unhealthy. They, they all feed from each other there's a constant um sharing that happens as we go through our lifetime and one one is such that you know every night we, we go through this astral experience we lay down we sleep we dream and as we're dreaming we're sending the information back up to the cosmos hey this is what happened that happened that happened that happened and then the cosmos is sending information back down to us and not just information it's sending spirit it's it's sending spiritual faculty so as we're shooting back up we're shooting back up wisdom this is what's happening that's what's happening that's what happened the cosmos is, is shooting back down new spiritual faculty and hankering and okay 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 so now i want you to picture it like this um picture if, if you had a um picture if you were to put on a jacket or a shirt let's say right and that shirt has 40 arms right and you put your body into the shirt and you're only filling up two arms so now you have all of these empty sockets that can be fulfilled right now when we are communing with spirit on a healthy level spirit is actually filling up those other empty spaces you see, our faculties are growing because of our wisdom. And it's saying, okay, well, here, here's another thing you're going to need. Here's another thing you're going to need. Here's another thing you're going to need. But sometimes because of our ego, we block the reception. You know, so now we're walking around with a shirt that has 48 arms that are just sitting there empty and missing. And then we start to feel a part of ourselves is empty and missing. I'm, I'm missing something in my life. I'm not, I'm not feeling fulfilled there's, there's, there's a void, you see, because there's spiritual faculties that we're not allowing to completely fill out the whole being. You know, we're just working in these different components and these different kind of gaps and crevices as we see fit for human, for human reality, for human existence, you see. And sometimes that comes because of ego. Most of the time it is because of ego. We feel like we got what we need. And then as new information comes, as, as new wisdom comes, as new spirit, as new breath comes, we don't want to take in those new breaths. 
nah, I don't, mm -mm, nah, I, don't I, I got this. I'm good with, with what I am here. But meanwhile, because of our wisdom experiences, we're getting more, as we go through life, we're getting more empty arms. Peace, sacred step. You know, we, we're getting more empty arms on our shirt. Or you could picture it as a glove. You know, you put on a glove and it's got 50 fingers and you put your hand in it and, and, and now you got 45 missing fingers there. But you may only have five spiritual fingers, but from a spiritual perspective, you may have the potential to have 100 spiritual fingers or 50 spiritual fingers. But you're not allowing spirit to grow in those different ways. Right. So that's where that void comes from that we that we begin to fill. And a lot of times when we fill that void, the first thing we're looking to do now is to numb that feeling of unfulfillment. That's when the medical ego, peace, Alex Lagan, peace. That's when the medical ego comes into place, right? So that's when the medical, so now, now we say, okay, well, I feel unfulfilled. I feel like I haven't done what I was supposed to do. I feel like there's so much there, but I am, you know, the five fingers I have, I'm using those to the utmost, you know, and I've achieved this and I've achieved that and I've achieved that. And then here's the other thing that we do that causes a lot of internal sickness, mental and physical. I'm doing the best I can. When we know we're not doing the best we can, you know, sometimes we don't realize that a mistake is a mistake, period. You know, if you, if you go to the UK, if, if, if you know, you go to the United Kingdoms and you get on the road and you start driving on the right side of the road it's it's a it's a good chance you know especially if you're in a if you're in a busy section let's say you're in Piccadilly you know um over at Piccadilly Junction over there by the train station and all of that and if those taxis and those huge buses are going by like constantly and you got tourists and stuff like that you're probably going to hit somebody or something's going to hit you right now can we say but I was doing my best or do we have to acknowledge that there are laws that govern this particular space? And if you violate those laws, no matter what, something injurious is going to happen to you and chances are to somebody else. You see what I'm saying? So that's a lot of times how <clears throat> our psychology or even our mental state begins to get disordered or we start to suffer illness because we, we get into this mindset of I'm doing enough. We kind of want to compromise and we kind of want to, you know, um, we're told certain laws. Like, for instance, I'll give you a great one. And I knew we observed the Sabbat. So by Friday evening to seventh day evening, we rest. We're not we're not doing you know, if we do anything. We're just fellowshipping with, with one another. Well, some people might say, well, you know what? It's been a month. I participated in three Sabbats, but this Saturday I need to go get this done. or I need to go get that done. Okay, go get that done. But when you're sick and you have no money and you're constantly struggling, you're constantly finding every Sabbath I'm having to work and I can't, I can never seem to take a day off. These are the reasons why. You see, it's, it's, and so what people will do if they're a part of a spiritual community like ours, the first thing they'll start doing is trying to do offerings and ebos. Well, that's, that's just the alternative version of going to the doctor to get some pills. Instead of looking at the causation, well, why is it that I'm not having any money? Why is it that I'm constantly struggling? Why is it that I can't stop coughing? You know, why is it that I'm, I'm feeling this pain in my chest? Why is it that I'm feeling this pain in my side? We could go through the whole list. Why are all these things happening to me? Instead of looking at the causation of it, let me figure out a way to numb it. 
let me go down to the river and give Oshun, you know, some some honey. Let me go give Oshun some flowers. Let me go talk to Ajay Saluga, you know, the 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 owner of wealth, and let me go give Ajay Saluga some tobacco and all these different things. That's no different than going down to the clinic, you know, or to emergency care. And yeah, this is what's happening. Let me let me let me get some pills. Let me get something in the bottle I can shake up and, and drink or something like that. Yeah, put the put the cold you know, stethoscope on me and, and, and listen to me, <gasps> breathe, you know, instead of let's deal with the causation of it. I have violated laws. I have violated laws. And whether I'm saying I had no choice or I did have a choice, nonetheless, you violated a law, period. So there's going to be a response for that, you see. So if I go to the UK and I drive on the right side because in North America that's how how we drive and I crash into somebody I can sit there and say well I did the best I could I mean that this is what I I know to do but nonetheless I caused injury you see so from a mental perspective it's no different than a physical perspective a lot of our mental illnesses are a result of what we are allowing to get in because we're violating laws and we're, and we're very casual about things, unfortunately. Like I spoke about yesterday, I said, yeah, I'll be dropping a lot of information, boom, boom, boom. And then it's not till I crack a joke that, that certain people perk up in, in the chat. And then they'll just go off for five, ten minutes cracking jokes like a moron, you see. So, you know, you're, you're here, but you're playing, you see. So you're not really committed. You're not really devoted or i give you a, a free book like the anu way here here's a free book this this actually gives you the laws this tells you what the best way to do things the best way to eat the best way to dress it, it I, i'm get peace Sherelle. i'm giving you the laws right here and then people will look at it and close it because why there's laws in it it's telling me it, i'm really it's removing my excuses and then but chief i'm still feeling this way i'm still feeling that way have you read the book? And not only have you read the book, have you put those things into practice? No, not yet. Right? That's why you're sick. That's why you're suffering from mental illness. Because the laws and, and, and the fixes for your causations are being put right in front of you. And you're ignoring them. You see? And in and, and the name of, I'm doing the best I can. And you know you're not doing the best you can. Right? So... Like I said, what happens is there's a constant sharing that goes from top to bottom, from spirit or really from soul, soul reflection down into body, from body up into soul reflection, right? This is a, this is a thing that's happening every time we close our eyes. And then there's a, it's almost like, it's almost like a lease. You know, when you, when you lease something and then let's say you lease a car for, for two years and then at the end of the lease, you have the option to pay a certain amount based on the rate of inflection of inflation, and you can purchase the vehicle if you want. Well, that's sort of what happens when we transition. You know, there's there's payments that are paid, right? And then at the end of that lease, the lease on this body, we can say, okay, peace, Cassie Durham. We can say, okay, well, boom, here's, here's the majority of the information. Here's the great revelation of death that I'm sending back up to you now. But think about this for a second. If your body is not in alignment with your soul, then what, what begins to happen? I'm going I'm to show you. It's real simple. I'm, I'm compressing this and making it real simple. Um, you know how sometimes they say the, um, or the saying goes, the eyes are the windows to the soul. There's, there's a truism in that. 
um, in that one of the ways that you know that you're in alignment, you know, a lot of times people, they get readings and thing, you know, am I in alignment with my soul? I, or people don't even ask that question. They usually say, am I doing what my ancestors want? You know, they'll ask questions like that because they want to avoid the soul. People will tip tap all around the soul, tip tap left and right. You know, you hear me bring up Ori and soul all the time, but go online, listen to people. They don't talk about soul and Ori that much. They'll talk about the Orisha. Am I doing what the Orisha want? Am I doing what the 42 declarations of my aunt tell me to do? This, that, they'll just keep going, but they'll never say, am I in touch and in alignment with my soul? And if they do, they just speak about it from a very abstract way. Now, why is that? Because they're dealing completely with ego. They're feeding your ego and they're feeding your sickness. That's why. So one of the, the first clues that you know, without having to get a reading, <laughs> without just making a, a self-declaration because it feels good, you know, one of the first things you know that tell you that you're in alignment with the soul is your vision changes. You start seeing things more clearly because what happens is that when you start to align the body with the soul, it's a refinement process. It's, it's like a sharpening, right? Now, for those of you who know how to prepare any kind of food, you know, if you take some onions and you cut those onions with a dull knife, you know, you're going to be crying left and right, you know. However, if you cut onions with a sharp knife, you notice it doesn't have that same effect, you know, in terms of making you cry. Um, no different than if, if you're trying to write sacred text and you're using a, um, a pencil that's dull then the lines are not going to come out properly. Where there should be sharp points and curves, it's not going to look like it's supposed to look. But if you go and sharpen that print, that pencil, now the print becomes more focused. It, it, it becomes more clear. Well, that's what happens when we follow laws. When we follow laws and those laws start to become our lifestyle, right? Our dietary laws, our, our resting laws, our sexual laws, our natural laws. We just go right on through them, right? When we start to follow those things and we're living and looking to live in, in a righteous way and living in a righteous way, then what happens is the eyes start to become more clear because the soul reflection inside of us is refining. It's a refining process. That's why in Anu, one of the first things I speak about, this is the reformation process. If you're not ready to, to go through a reformation process, like I tell people, don't even, please don't apply. Don't even come around. If, you know, and we've had people come through the door and all they want to shout and scream about is their talent. Well, I'm a this and I'm a that and I'm a that and I'm a that. And those people never are able to stay because that's the ego. See, that's, that's the example I used earlier where you're looking in the mirror for your reflection, but the ego has built the wall between you and the actual mirror or you and the river. And you're sitting here just looking at a stone wall, thinking you're still looking at the river. But you're just looking at this identity piece, Marjorie. You're just looking at this identity that you've built up inside of yourself. That's all you're looking at. There's, there's, there's nothing else, you know. Um, whereas everybody else looking from the outside is like, I'm not looking at the stone wall. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at the causes that 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 you're doing, that that you're you're creating, and I'm looking at the effects that are product of your causes. Simple, right? 
It seems simple. <laughs> it sounds simple and it, and it seems simple. But like I said, the Anu experience is a refining and a reformation. And when you start dumping that, getting those downloads, as we call it, from that soul reflection, it starts to refine you. It starts to refine your behavior. It starts to refine your habits or habdashery or clothing. Now, what is your clothing or your habits or your habdashery? It's it's what it's what we see it's it's, it's your culture it's, it's how we are we're able to quickly identify you by way of your culture you know um typically we, we identify people as soon as they open their mouths the language that they use identifies it identifies them you know if i'm if i'm speaking you know um spanish it, it, it gives you an idea of where i am if i'm speaking french if i'm speaking hebrew or if i'm speaking italian or you know whatever it, it gives you some clues as to maybe the, the culture that I might come from, you know. Um, so the first thing to understand is that there's a constant measure of downloads that a lot of times we're not in tune with because the ego is blocking it. So those those arms that are in our shirt or those fingers that are in our gloves are not being fulfilled. That's illness. That later translates itself into mental illness, into into depression. Why am I depressed? Because I'm sad and I don't know why I'm sad and I can't pinpoint it. Pinpoint it. Why can't I pinpoint it? Because there's something blocking the transmission for me to be self-aware. If I'm not refined through my spirit, if I'm not refined through my soul, I can't see. So that's one of the ways that we can see the sickness or we can see the um, the lawlessness and other people, you know, sometimes you see another person and you know, you know, um, you're going through an experience that say somebody asked to marry you or wants to be in a relationship with you or, you know, peace, Baba Utu, or you're given a job offer or whatever, and you're suffering all of this indecision. Man, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't know. I can't make a choice. You know, I'm having trouble making my choices. You know, it's, it's because your soul is unfocused. Your soul reflection is unfocused. Your eyes are unfocused. Your eyes aren't clear. Your vision isn't good. You know, your vision isn't good because you haven't allowed yourself to go through a refinement process. And that translates itself into a whole lot of indecisiveness, you see. And like I said, sometimes it'll tell us, well, you know, you're bipolar schizophrenic. Um, your mother was bipolar schizophrenic. So it's just something that's hereditary. That's not false. That's, that's totally possible because sometimes there's things that we go through that are a part of a karmic rebalancing of what our parents did or what our grandparents did. You know, in certain traditions, it's said that it's said that when someone violates a law in an extreme way, it lasts for 10 generations. That's practically forever. <laughs> if you think about it, having to deal with something for 10 generations, right? So... I know it's it's it can be heavy because a lot of you are dealing with depression. I know that, you know, a lot of you are dealing with with, you know, things that have been medically diagnosed and some things that you've decided to not even get diagnosed. But, you know, that isn't there's an issue. Some of you are dealing with physical ailments and you're dealing with them when you shouldn't. You know, there's a reason why so many of our people by 70, they're, they're damn near dead. They got, they got they got one foot in the grave. They're dying off at 80. A lot of them barely make it to 90. Or when they make it to a 90 and 100, we bragging. Yeah, my grandpappy or my grandmammy, you know, they're, they're, they're 90-something years old. Or they're 105 years old. And we're, and we're so impressed by that. Without realizing 120 years should be the norm. That's 
you made it to 90 years old. Okay. <laughs> you know, but we're, we're dying and we're, and we're expiring so soon because we're violating so many different laws. You know, like I said, dietary laws, sexual laws, marital laws. I mean, you could just go down the list. And what happens, the more laws that you vi that you violate, the more you peace Kenneth Thrasher, the more you you cloud not only your own reflection, so you could actually properly see what's going on with you and you could properly diagnose. Not only do you cloud that, but you also dull the soul's reflection. Remember, the soul is not living inside of you. The soul is reflecting inside of you. Now, if the mirror is dirty because you violated so many of the laws, then that means it can't really shine through you like it's supposed to. And when it shines through you and it, and it gets the body in order, it gets the spirit in order and everything's in alignment, then we're moving through the world as righteous people. But if you're violating all those laws, so if your body is the weak point or your brain is the weak point in that, like I've taught before, the brain is the cosmic gateway. So, you know, through your brain, you could shut down your spiritual experiences. Now, nah, I don't want to hear about that. Now, nah, I don't want to do that. Uh, nah, don't, that don't sound right. <laughs> you know, I, nobody ever said that to me. I never heard that Obatala wasn't in Arisha. Nah, I'm, I'm good. You know, or you keep talking about Yah. How you going to be talking about Yah and Yahuwah and Yahawasha? And at the same time, you're talking about, you know, Haru and, and Orset and, and Neverhead. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Shut it down. If you want to shut it down, shut it down. You know, that's 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 your choice. But um, that's that gateway that keeps things dull and keeps things from shining properly. And like I said, that then later translates into mental illness, you see. And again, sometimes it is a result of our karmic. Sometimes in other incarnations, we've done certain things. Sometimes it's our ancestors that did certain things. And that's why you'll find that a lot of times in your life, there'll be certain themes. You're always in situations where um, maybe you're in a certain business deal and things went a certain way that you don't agree with. And, and you decide to take things into your own hands and even maybe after getting a, getting a judgment and things like that or going before the elders, you still decide, no, I'm going to do it my way. And, you know, you keep finding yourself always in situations like that. Or you might be a part of certain um, spiritual assemblies or, or something like that. And you find that you can never stay anywhere. I was a part of this church and I had to leave. There was drama. I was a part of this Ela Peace Gypsy Gray and I had to leave. There was there was drama. I was a part of this men's circle. I had to leave. There was drama. This woman's circle. I had to leave. There was drama. Everywhere you go, it seems like drama follows you, you know, or you bring drama possibly. Um, but either way, you're constantly finding yourself in the same type of scenarios. And then what you begin to do is you begin to create an egoic personality based on what you feel your argument position is. You see, so now as you get older, you 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 come through the door with that. Look, let me tell you something about me. I don't like people. I don't like drama. All right. So if you buy the drama, if you buy a whole bunch of drama, just stay away from me. Peace pad mini one forty four. And it's not that other people about a heart about a whole bunch of drama. You are the drama that you bring everywhere you go. Peace Cordelia. You know McCoy. You're the you're the drama, right? And you don't understand that you're. Con consistently having these drama experiences because there's a karmic rebalancing that you're getting an opportunity to repair. So there's certain things that just keep coming up in your life. One by one, there's certain things, certain themes. And you're 
to it the same exact way. Now, why are you responding it to it the same exact way? Because you can never truly see yourself in that situation. You know, you can never see yourself in that situation, you know, because when you go to look into that river, you go to look into that mirror and, and what's being reflected back to you before peace as me, before you can see the reflection, the wall is right there. The ego has built a brick wall between you and the mirror is you got a full body mirror right on your, right on your wall, you know, in, in your house or, or on your bedroom door. And every time you go to stand in front of it, the ego just, it's like, you know, Hollywood just slides a, a wall in front of <laughs> you know, so you're never seeing it and you're thinking that something's wrong with the rest of the world because when you start to ask people about what happened and you ask people for advice or whatever, they all see it. They're all like, well, I think you could have handled it like this or I think you could have done this a little bit differently or maybe if you could have saw this point of view and what's your reaction? Oh, man, y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. And then that's usually a lot of times for a lot of people, that's when they decide to diverge from the law and go into spirituality. Now I'm a spiritual person. Why am I a spiritual person? Because I could do whatever I feel like doing. There's no laws. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. So now I can nestle this brick wall ego that I have inside of what I consider to be my spiritual practices, but it still sounds like something of honor. You know, when I say I'm a spiritual person or I just listen to the universe or I listen to the divine or I listen to myself, which is the common one. I just go inward and I notice whenever I listen to myself, things just work out better. Things ain't working out better. They're just working out to what you want it to be. But what's happening, you're, you're, you're sick. And you're generating more sickness and more sickness and more sickness and more sickness and more sickness. And more sickness. You see, because you're unable to see your actual reflection. You're unable to truly look into the mirror and see what the heck is actually going on. You see, so the refinement of the soul through the application of law is crucial. It's simple. It's crucial. Um, you read the Anu way and you see me start breaking down edicts and this and that and that and that. And of course, if you're functioning from ego, the first thing you want to do is buck back. You know, when, when you read the book and it and it talks about how men should even wear their hair, how women should wear their hair, the foods that we should eat, things like that. And why we get, why we got to do that? Well, you know what? I'm just going to do this. I'll just do just enough. Or I did seven things, but I ain't going to do the three things. Have at it. Have at it. But now when you're suffering from levels of mental illness, you know, you already know it. you caused it. Because you were given real cure for causation. So now, instead of addressing that, a lot of times people will self-medicate. That's when alcoholism comes in. They start popping pills. They start smoking, you know, things like that. that they shouldn't be, things they shouldn't be smoking. Because they're finding all different ways to, to get those flashing lights that are on their dashboard. Problem, 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 problem. I want them to be dull now and to blink slow. So now they almost look like festive lights. I can almost celebrate my, my sickness. It almost looks pretty. You see what I'm saying? That's where that comes from. That's where it comes from. And like I said, I noticed so many different degrees of sickness that we deal with. And um, peace, Barbara Anwar. And I'm not trying to disregard um, some of the, the, the more serious things or what may appear to be more serious things, anything like that. And I know it may feel like that because if I say, 
chances are it's your fault. That's hard to accept. You know, peace bending bread. That's very hard to accept, especially when when somebody tells you that certain things that are occurring to you are based on your lineage that you know you've inherited certain traits and that's that's possible but also you could have inherited from your last incarnation of something that you still refuse to do or something that you still refuse to learn you know every time you're given an opportunity in a business deal and you're given an opportunity to skim something off the top you keep doing it and you don't understand that you know in a, in a past maybe it was your father your grandfather that was stealing from a partner or is your mother who was stealing from a business partner or maybe in the last incarnation you were stealing from a business partner so now you're given an opportunity to do the right thing and you keep choosing not to do the right thing so you keep violating the laws of not only your own um, incarnation objective but you're even violating divine laws of, of stealing and then what comes next is physical sickness spiritual sickness and remember your physical sicknesses are always a product of, of your spiritual sickness because remember this that that bi-directional exchange that we go through every day spirit is trying to push things down and and the physical is sending information back up you know but the soul is also trying to infill it's trying to reflect more parts of you you know we thinking just what we see here okay my, my 10 fingers and my 10 toes and my eyes you know that's all the space that this is that's all the space that we want to reflect into the soul you know or, or allow the soul to reflect too and the soul is trying to explain um there is more going on there's more going on there's more parts to you you're bigger than what you see in the mirror i'm trying to i'm trying to clean up the mirror so you can see more of you you, you, you see why is it that you need other people to see your aura and then tell you that there's an orange glow around you or a green glow around you or a yellow glow. Why can't you see it yourself? Ego. You think? And that is always going to be your greatest obstacle, your greatest blockage between you and being able to see yourself. So that's what sometimes you'll ask people like, do you hear yourself? <laughs> When's the last time you looked in the mirror? You know, you ask questions like that and we sometimes don't realize the the deeper metaphysical implication peace me myself I and I um, it's like we don't realize the deeper implication of asking somebody do you hear yourself look at you <laughs> you know we ask questions like that in a colloquial sense but um, there's a deep spiritual meaning to being able to see yourself and like I said it's nothing to be ashamed of because we're all dealing with some level of illness because it's difficult to see yourself you know, a lot of times we need help to see ourselves. You see, that's why people come to me. And then when I start showing them themselves, what do they do? They, some of them, they flip out. No, no, no. You just like doing this to people. You just like talking to people like this. You just like picking on people. Nah, my life is fly. And I'm still strong and, and young and love doing amazing things. My life is not so boring that I need to find people to pick on or say, let me tell you what's wrong with you. In fact, I don't enjoy doing it at all. I don't. You know, that's one thing, and I'm going to say this before we close, and I've said it before, but I think it's 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 a good opportunity to repeat it when we're looking and we're... Peace. Thank you, Gypsy Gray. I appreciate that. You know, thank you for the super chat. You know, when we're in situations where diagnosis 
is is needed or it's offered because it's needed even we don't know it's needed like i said we always think about how we feel having to hear certain things but we never think about how the purpose person feels who had to tell us we never think about that person if a person has to get to a point where they have to actually say something you know how much discomfort they're actually going through you know what they're actually feeling in that moment to have to open up and say, hey, this is what you're doing. You know, how long have they dealt with that? How long have they been uncomfortable? How offensive have you been towards them for them, for them to finally have to say, hey, this is what you're doing. This is what your problem is. This is the problems that you're causing and creating. But the ego lives off of offense. The ego has to be offended. So the ego, before it even thinks, it says, how could you say something like that to me? That's where it starts. What what you say to me? You you trying to say this about me? What about you? <laughs> you know, and then, then when people say, you know what? You've heard me say before. All right, cool. I got you. Cool. No problem. I hate you. I hate you. Then you get even more hurt because you feel that you've now been given up on. person just gave up on you. All right. I hate you. You see? Because you're inconsiderate of what they feel even having to bring it to your attention. You know, and I want you, you know, just to think about that. Think about that for a second. Because like I said, all of us are dealing with something. You know, we're all dealing with some form because we're going through a lifetime process of refining the ego. We all are, you know, or I'm excuse me, refining the soul and thinning the ego out, you know, so through that process there's going to be something that all of us have and for some it may be a mental illness for some it may be a physical illness it may be an emotional illness but they're all a product of an unrefined soul reflection every last one of them you know so kind of try to be kind <laughs> the people who have to point things out to you you know try to try to especially when they're pointing them out to you with vigor most of the time when people are pointing things out to you with a certain passion and vigor, it's because they really care. And a lot of times it's because they have to present it that way because you ain't listening. They got to maybe maybe they have to elevate their tone or they might use a little, little profanity or they might say, listen, 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 stop talking. Just listen. Oh, give thanks, Ricochet. Thank you for the super chat. Thank you, man. Appreciate that, brother. You know, they might have to be like, yo, stop talking and listen. Sometimes they might even say, you know, give 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 thanks, Amazia. Thank you for your super chat too. Appreciate it. Y'all are very generous today. <laughs> Thank you very much. You were too kind. Um, they might say, you know, shut up. <laughs> and I know that's harsh to hear, and sometimes it's hard to, to to have people tell us to shut up. It's you know, it's hard to hear. But sometimes that's how thick that wall of ego is between us and our reflection we just refuse to see we're turning they're trying to turn us to the mirror no 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 and we're doing what's called instead of reflecting we're deflecting you know we're doing whatever we can to not to, to deflect to not look at what what we actually are and who we actually are in that moment you know we start bringing up a million and one other things and sometimes we don't realize that we're all here on this planet on a journey all of us you know, and if I have to bring up your sickness to you and you start deflecting, you know what I'm pro for me, what I'm going to do, I'm going to say, OK, I'm going to go back to working on myself. Then. <laughs> That's all I'm not. I, you know, you think I got all day to be sitting here going back and forth with you? No, 
you know, I'm I'm showing you grace by even pointing this out to you. But you know, all right, you want to deflect, you want to argue, you want to get irate or hostile. All right, I'm gonna go back to me then. Go, best of luck to you. <laughs> and I know some people watching right now. They're like, he said that to me a bunch of times. Best of luck. Yeah, because in those moments, I had to get away from you because it's enough work working on myself. And those who've been put under my care and my charge in my own household, you know, my job as a man is to nurture their refinement process, you know. So anything that I give outside of that, even sessions like this are grace. You know, thank you, Nikki. I appreciate it. Y'all must be getting a lot out of this message. huh? I almost wish that you weren't. To be honest with you, I almost wish that it was like, I can't relate. <laughs> you know, I've refined, but unfortunately, a lot of us got stuff. You know, a lot of us got stuff. That's just the way it is. And like I said, and I said in the beginning, I'm going to say it again. Don't feel bad about it. You know, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, we all have different stuff. You know, we all, oh, thank you, Nikki, so all, your, all your messages. We all got different things, man, at different levels. You know, look, I got tennis elbow. I got tennis elbow, man. My elbows, you know, I have to, whenever I'm doing any kind of activity, I got to warm them up first. You know, that's from years of um, fighting, you know. Oh, thank you, Abena. Appreciate it. Punching my, overextending my arm and stuff like that. And uh, the left one is worse than the right one. But, you know, I go down and do push-ups and you hear, crack, 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 crack. <laughs> and it hurts, you know. So I got something, right? Now, the issues, and it's not even an issue. I'm just pointing something out because actually, to keep it honest with you, I'm, I'm pretty healthy, you know, physically. I ain't really actually. I, that's actually my only thing, you know, and then I only feel it when I overextend my arms. It's just a little sore. Um, but that is has a spiritual genesis. So you think about what I said. When I overextend my arms, then I can feel it. Stretch my arms all the way out, feels a little sore. Well, anybody ever notice all the stuff I do? Peace, Ia Andrine. Anybody ever notice all the stuff? Maybe sometimes, Chief Yuya, I'm talking to third person for a second because now I'm, I'm going to put on a doctor's coat, diagnose myself. I'm going to look at my reflection, diagnose myself. Maybe Chief Yuya overextends himself sometimes. Maybe he, maybe he's like they say, you're doing too much, you're doing full much. Maybe you're doing full much, Chief Yuya, and that's why you got tennis elbow. Because <laughs> you overextend yourself too much. You see? Now, I could be right. I could be wrong. But this that's how you want to kind of get into the process of even diagnosing your physical issues. Man, my knee hurts. My foot hurts. My, my hemorrhoids. You know, oh, good Lord, my diabetes. You know, whatever it is. Um, start to look at, well, what could be the, the unseen genesis for that? Where where might that have come from? You, you see what I'm saying? Um, you know, just something to think about, man. Something to think about. All right. So I won't tie up too much of your dawning. I know y'all got um, a lot more important things to do than to uh, be here <laughs> with me. But um, willfully, you know, you got something. And it, even if you didn't, you know, maybe somebody you know who's dealing with, you know, some kind of mental illness or whatever, you can help them. And, you know, just to give you the short and quick, you got to get back on them laws, man. Um, I made it so simple in the Anu way that you don't even need a tutor get to get through the book. <laughs> you know, um, 
you can read it and just start from the first couple of lines and just start kind of getting yourself together. I wrote that book because people, it, or it's subtitled Foundations. People are always like, well, what do I do next? I love what you're talking about and I'm learning so much, but what's, what's my next step? There it is. And it's free, so there's nothing in your way to get to it. It should still be on the website, um, Shakira. You know, there's nothing in your way of getting to it. You know, um, but that's how you start to refine. And the more you refine, doesn't mean that immediately you're you're going to be healed. Because remember, healing is internal. Curing is, is topical. Peace, 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 Jamie. You know, uh, that's cool. You showed up at the end. You know, you always hit rewind. <laughs> It's cool. But, um, you know, man, um, it just it doesn't necessarily mean that when you start to come into higher awareness that immediately you're healed. It means that you become more aware. You know, now your eyes become clear to what the actual issue is. So then you can start dealing with it. And that's that's the first step. It's not always. Well, if I do this, well, this that I get those questions all the time. Well, if I read that now, is that means that going to fix this? First, fix your goddamn attitude, and then it. Then let's start there. <laughs> but you know, by again refining this, the, the soul, the soul is the windows to, to the. You know, I mean, the eyes are the windows to the soul. We got to get our eyes fixed first. We got to get our eyesight clear first, so we can see. Most of the issues that we have is because we refuse to see what's really happening. We refuse to see what's really going on. I know, I know people who got money issues because they don't see. The, the level of maturation they should have achieved. I got friends of mine in their 50s that are still online looking at images of cars. They got no money. They're looking at images of cars and trucks like, yeah, I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that. You have to, It doesn't matter what you drive at your age. Nobody, nobody cares. You know, and they're not buying these vehicles because they want them from them. They, they're trying to they're trying to show off. We use simple language. Nobody's looking at you. You see what I'm saying? You know, nobody's looking at your clothes. Like, you don't even have to wear after a certain age. And that age is about 40, right? You don't have to keep up with every single fashion. Maybe even younger than 40. You don't have to keep up with every single... Now, I'm not advocating you dress like a bump. Me, me, I still like to dress. I, I like to wear fine clothes, you know. Um, I don't necessarily for these videos because, you know, y'all get distracted so quick. Y'all, Some people are like squirrels. You know, you show something bright and shiny. Chief got on a such and such. Chief wearing this, chief wearing that. So I'd rather just wear a t-shirt. I'd just wear a plain t-shirt so that way you could just focus on what I'm saying. You know. Um, but, you know, it's just something to consider as we're going through our journey and as we're trying to learn things, man. There is a a spiritual genesis for what we're going through and we got to use these laws to refine all right so i'm gonna head out and i'm gonna let you get to what you need to be getting to and maybe make your own notes review your notes and focus on your symbol a little bit more all right and to such time chief you peace 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 peace